and that was Brewer's iconic radio announcer, play-by-play announcer, Bob Uecker, with his first get-up, get-out-of-here home run call of the year. Uh, that was Corey Ray on Saturday uh, in the first game of spring training. And gosh, what a beautiful sound. It's just so great that we have baseball back. Tyler, how do you feel? Get up, get out of here, gone. Still sounds so sweet in February. Yeah, I mean, I could argue that it sounds best in February because it just means that it's coming soon. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Can't wait. Very excited about this year's Brewer team coming off our NLCS appearance last year. One win away, obviously, from the World Series, which is a tough pill to swallow, but uh, also... Some of the uh, highest points that I've felt as a Brewer fan. So pretty exciting time uh, to have the season starting and looking forward to another hopeful NLCS birth and maybe World Series. But right now we're in Arizona and uh, played the Padres today. Tyler, did you see how this game ended up today? Oh, the Brewers lost again. Um, obviously, we all know that spring training wins and losses really don't matter for anything. I think today was the first game that they actually filled the lineup with a lot of starters. I think Grandal was out there for the first time, DHing. Um, I only saw two guys that aren't projected to make the opening day roster at the end, so that was kind of exciting to see. Uh, Chase Anderson was out there again. Uh, unfortunately, he gave up two more home runs today, so that makes three home runs in his last two outings, and I, I believe he's only pitched about, Marty, three, four innings? Yeah. Three innings. Three innings pitched, three home runs. Uh, it's not a great start. Um, looking at the rest of the box score right now, looks like Adrian Hauser walked three guys today. Uh, he got out of it without any earned runs, but uh, definitely not a great not a great start when you're walking three guys. I would like to, I mean, we all know that it is spring training. We're all excited that the Brewers are finally starting up again. And that's the thing. A lot of a lot of times when you look at pitchers in spring training, they're trying to tinker with things. So you don't know exactly what the performance is. I mean, if you give up a couple home runs, maybe you're trying to work on a pitch that you usually don't work on, that you, you wouldn't throw at somebody on opening day. Uh, my thing is, how is how is Chase's fastball right now? I didn't look at any like you know post game commentary on it at all, so I'm not sure what his velocity is at. But. Exactly, and that's the thing. I don't think enough people are talking about that. Two years ago, uh, when he was a near ace, especially in the second half of the year in, in 2017. He had an uptick in his velocity that he hadn't seen throughout his career. He was throwing his fastball right around 94 miles per hour, and that was setting up his other pitches really well because he does have a, a good arsenal. He can throw a lot of his pitches for strikes, and when you can when you place that fastball at 94, it really confuses the hitters. Last year, he lost that velocity. Now, if he's given up these three dingers early and he's thrown at 94, I don't care. I'm happy. I'm just looking at that radar gun, and uh, I'm just waiting for someone to kind of talk about it and see it. I'm not. I'm not there. I can't. I'm not there holding the radar gun. So I'm going to kind of hold my opinions until I see how the velocity on his fastball is. 
Yeah, it's an interesting point, actually, <clears throat> that uh, we haven't seen anything with uh, as far as velocity is concerned for Chase Anderson. When I just saw today an article about Junior Guerra and how his uh, fastball has been hitting 96-97 so far this spring, which is, I believe that's a few miles an hour uptick for him. I don't think he was ever thrown in the, the high 90s like that. No, he was never thrown that way. I think he's just getting his arm ready to be a... A reliever, he, he's kind of accepting his role as a reliever next year. And if he can hit it at that rate, especially throwing in his uh, changeup, I, I think that that could be some good stuff. I didn't know about that, Marty. Good good knowledge drop right there. Yeah, I apologize. I, I said 97. It looks like the highest he touched was 96. But uh, whatever. That's still super impressive. And I actually, my bold prediction uh, I haven't told anyone about this yet. My bold prediction of the 2019 Milwaukee Brewers is that Junior Guerra is going to have 10 wins as a member of our starting rotation this year. Oh, you heard it here. You heard it today. And, I mean, maybe 10 is a little high, but I think he's going to make an appearance back in the starting rotation. Our rotation is so weird. You know, I don't even know if we can call it that, but he's going to end up getting his fair share of starts this year, I think. Well, Marty, actually, after yesterday, that's a good point because there might be an open spot now that Jimmy Nelson has some uh, forearm tightness. Yeah, and that's that's a bummer. And obviously, he's been dealing with so much the last couple of years that that's the last thing you really want to hear is that he's going through some more injury issues. But hopefully, um, it's not something that's going to keep him out of the lineup. He still says that he should be ready for opening day, but um, obviously he's just the player and is optimistic about how he's feeling. And also he hasn't played in over a year and a half, so he's just got to be super giddy to get out there. And someone's going to have to tell him that might not happen for him. Well, there's two sides to this. Um, uh, there's there's going to be a, a group of people that are going to overreact to it because they haven't seen Nelson out for a long time. Um he did say he kind of landed on his foot wrong, got a cleat, kind of caught the ground, and he was throwing a curveball, used too much arm action, strained his forearm a little bit. Adam McKelvey, who I respect a lot, uh, said that it's not really anything to worry about. They're just taking precaution. Nelson was throwing a little bit today. Um, so that's good news. But on the other end of it, as Marty was talking about, I, I can't. I can't put Nelson in on the starting rotation until I see him throw a couple of meaningful innings in spring training. And, yes, we were just talking about spring training and, and starters tinkering with things, but I need to see Nelson go out there and throw the ball hard and throw all his arsenal of pitches with consistency and some confidence before, before I can put him in there at all. And if, if he can't do that, Who's going to step up? That we got, we got Josh Tomlin at the back end. We have the two young guys and Burns and Woodruff. And well, like Marty said, Junior Guerra has done it before, and he might be a dark horse that might slide in. Yeah, it's actually really fascinating. Uh, Junior Guerra's career, if we all think back, was it three years ago when he really came bursting onto the scene out of nowhere? He was a thirty-one or thirty-year-old guy who couldn't figure it out and he came to Milwaukee and was all of a sudden had that split finger fastball working and no one could touch it and it was awesome 
Oh, yeah. I mentioned, I said change up before. It's that splitter, that split finger. If that thing is working, it's one of the deadliest pitches in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and he's 34 now. And obviously last year down the stretch, he was really good for us. Um, he struggled early, but he really figured it out uh, down the back half of the year. And um, coming out of the bullpen, he was quite effective. Um, so, I don't know. I do, I've do. i always liked Junior Garrett. I don't know. There's something about the guy. He's got, kind of got this infectious attitude, um, you know, smiling and seems like a good locker room presence. But then he's got that split finger, which is just so nasty that it's almost like Knable's uh, curveball. Like when both of those guys have that pitch for Knable, the curveball, and for uh, Guerra, the, the split finger, man, those two pitches are tough. And if Guerra is throwing 95, 96 consistently, again, I don't know if he's just reaching back a little more because he knows he's not going to be pitching four, five, six innings. But if he can throw that fast with his fastball uh, throughout five, six innings and bring in that splitter, that's going to be tough for a, a hitter to to pick up on. He could fool a lot of people this year. Yeah, and he somehow finds a way to uh, make sure that that ball finds the dirt. I mean, when when he's on with that pitch, it's it just sinks and pretty much like lands right on home plate, and it looks like it's going to be right at your knees. Yeah, it's a really really impressive pitch. But yeah, pretty exciting news with Guerra there. But always worried about. Jimmy, and I know he's just had such a tough couple of years that really hope that it, it works out for him. And with Chase's struggles, too, um, definitely puts more of an emphasis on our rotation. Yeah, it's one of those things this year. I think the Brewers, uh, with acquiring Mustakis, I, I think their batting order, top to bottom, is, I mean, if not the best, on par with anybody in the NL Central. And their bullpen uh, is lights out. It's a top five bullpen in baseball. Obviously, their pitching is the thing that we're all kind of worried about. Uh, with the way Council maneuvers his bullpen, and there's an argument that you know the pitchers need to go four or five innings, not give up a lot of runs, have the bullpen take over. But we are still going to need some help. We're going to have to have Burns or Woody probably have a better year than expected, maybe Tomlin comes out and and pulls a Miley or Junior Guerra comes out and pulls a Wade Miley type thing and Jimmy Nelson kind of needs to be healthy I maybe not pitching to what he was two years ago but but some things need to happen more good things than not obviously and that's an obvious thing to say but this early in the year a lot of speculation it's still exciting to be a Brewers fan. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, it's the most exciting time of year for sure right now. I just can't wait for spring to actually get underway and uh, actually have some real baseball to talk about starting on March 28th. Really looking forward to that. Um, one last thing here. Uh, there's an article released in ESPN uh, on their website about um, Chris Bryant being motivated by the criticism of the Cubs heading into the 2019 season. Uh, a lot of people uh, have been kind of discounting them. I'm blanking on the name of the publication right now, but uh, 
one local or uh, not local. I'm sorry, one national publication has the Cubs uh, finishing last. Um, it's like a prediction um, website. I can't think of the website that it was, but they have them finishing last with 78 wins in the NL Central, which is pretty low for a team that won 95, I think, last year, 2018. And um, really the most um, telling thing about the story, I thought it was really ironic to me, uh, in the story it closes with this quote from Bryant saying, they're selling us totally short. Uh, that's not a good thing to do because when our backs are up against the wall, we turn it on. And I couldn't help but think that, their backs were up against the wall in game 163 last year, <laughs> and uh, that didn't turn out so well for the Cubs. So um, if putting you against your uh, putting your backs up against the wall means that you're going to lose, then, yeah, I guess you're right. But I thought that that was an interesting thing. Uh, the publication you're talking about is uh, Pocotas, and Yes, thank you. And it's... Um, it's just one of those things. A lot of a lot of smart sabermetric people like to play with numbers and project before the season starts. And this does not take into account um, who gets hurt or who they're going to acquire in you know midseason trades or anything like that. And if Chris Bryant wants to get his panties in a bunch because a couple sabermetric nerds said the Cubs are going to finish fifth, then he can do that. The guy needs to stay out of me, uh, social or out of the media right now. To be honest with you. He said that St. Louis was boring, an offhanded joke. Uh, he's just he's he's in the media right now so much, and he was hurt last year. I, I think it's about time for him to just shut up and play some baseball. And if he wants to talk midseason, then he can. I, I don't get the disrespect. Most respected national pundits understand that the Cubs, if they're healthy and playing to their potential, will win the NL Central. That's just the way it is. So because he reads one thing he doesn't like, I don't know, dude, just focus on baseball. Get over it. So is it safe to say that you'll be staying away from Chris Bryant in your fantasy baseball drafts this year? Well, I actually, depending how far he falls, I think a lot of people would be scared that, you know, looking at Chris Bryant's numbers last year, uh, that he, he might do the same thing. But I think if you can get him at a good value, Definitely pick him up because that shoulder, I think, is fine, to be honest with you. And he was an MVP at some point or at, at, you know, two years Three ago. Three years ago, 2016. Yeah. So, and he is still young, too. He's one of the rare players that, kind of like Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder, they, are, they were what they were advertised, coming right out of the minors. They just kind of hit the ground running. So fantasy, I'm glad you brought up the fantasy baseball thing, Marty. We yeah. should start talking a little fantasy baseball. We're definitely going to have some fantasy baseball episodes coming up. But uh, for the meantime, that is the end of this weekend's episode of uh, Beer, Brats, and Booyah. And the reason I say weekend is because I'm already on my second beer. It's actually a Tuesday night. Um, but, yeah, it feels <laughs> like the weekend. But, uh, yeah, that was episode six of Beer, Brats, and Booyah, Supper Club Sports. You can find us at uh, supperclubsports.wordpress.com. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Supper Club Sport is our handle on Twitter. Um, if you have any inquiries or questions or just want to talk some smack about sports, find us on Facebook and uh, really lay it on us. Thanks so much for listening. Again, this was episode six.
Beer Brats and Booyah will be coming from River West again real soon, hopefully next week. It was real fun to do a live episode with you, Tyler. Thanks for making it uh, making it happen tonight and look forward to another episode. Had a great time. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, that's uh, Supper Club Sports. Again, find us on Facebook. We out.